0: Stoveleg Media. Igniting conversation. Moobie is the birthstone of July. Welcome to the Fact-Off. Welcome to the Fact-Off. Your
1: weekly battle of facts, y'all. Alex is the host, not a slack-off. Mike's got the facts that'll smack, y'all. But don't worry cause Pat's got your back, y'all. It's the Fact-Off. It's the Fact-Off. Yeah, it's, the Fact-Off. Yeah, it's the Fact-Off.
2: Yeah. It's the Fact-Off. Yeah.
0: Welcome to the weekly fact Welcome to Packed Off. I'm your host, Alex, and with me as always is Pat. Woo, Pat. Hey, I got first billing this Pat. week. I've been
2: announced second for the last, like, two months.
0: Mostly because I'm waiting for an apology from Mike. Oh. We were off last week, but two weeks ago, Mike gave me some attitude because I asked where his father-in-law got the pepper from, and Mike's like, I said <laughs> that at the beginning of the episode, go back and listen. And if you go back and listen, Mike never said where his father-in-law got the pepper from. So Mike needs to apologize for giving me attitude.
1: Well, that brings us to our other host. (laughs) Yeah, Mike. I refuse. Yeah, you you guys talked over me that whole segment. So I was like, you guys don't deserve to know. And I probably said it, but I didn't.
2: I listened back already to apologize. Because then I heard it again. And I was like, all right, let me rewind. I rewound all the way back. I listened to your fact twice. No mother-in-law was ever mentioned. So I think... Alex is right. You owe our listeners at home who have been seething for two weeks about this. You owe them an apology. Well, I mean,
1: it's all about entertainment, and at least you guys were entertained.
0: No, I think that that's pissed. <laughs> my wife well, listened I, I mean, to the
1: podcast and
0: punched a hole through a wall. She anger was so is an mad. emotion,
1: and I like that my fact brought out an emotion in you. It's true. Yeah, usually it usually brings out the emotion
0: of
2: boredom.
1: Ooh, oh damn.
2: <laughs> and with that, let's find out who won last week. <laughs> yeah, who won last week? Uh,
1: Pat. Pat did, actually. Yeah, Pat. I won. Pat. Pat Thank Pat, God. Pat. Alex I'm just is... happy that anybody won except for Alex.
2: Exactly. Your reign of terror is over.
1: I did come in
0: second, so. Yeah,
2: Doesn't he matter. had like a list of
1: 30 facts he's going to read off as his victory <laughs> fact.
2: Yeah. I have one victory fact. Uh, in case you guys are not aware, we were uh, off last week because I was on vacation, and I went down to the Outer Banks where they have a bunch of lighthouses, and did you know <laughs> that <were> the <laughs> the lighthouse we went to was closed? Uh, we drove an hour and 45 minutes to get there, but did you know that the Statue of Liberty used to be a lighthouse?
0: Yeah, she used to have beams coming out of her eyes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and her head would spin around.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it Sounds horrific. And <laughs> creeping people out, so that makes sense as the torch and the boats would come in the Ellis Island.
2: Yeah. I didn't know the lighthouse, but it, it
1: does make sense when you think about it. And if the folks at home are wondering, uh, how can they put their vote in? Uh it's at in the show notes usually. Well they don't usually vote for fa- uh the victory fact. <laughs> Oh, I know what you mean At the end of the show
2: Oh yeah, so here's the premise of the show We all give a random and of your fact I'm stealing Alex's job this week And at the end of the week You go to factoffpodcast.com And you can vote for any of the three facts And the winner gets to say a fun victory fact Like I just said
1: Well, I mean Alex I think Pat just took your job as host That's fine with me Easy, easy peasy It's hard when I'm the host The talent
0: The looks the person who's just been dominating everything—it's true. So there's a lot. The only thing I don't do is Pat's fun fact spectacular facts. Fact, 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 spectacular. Fact, 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 spectacular. Fact, 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 spectacular. Pat's
1: spectacular. And what's funny is we were gonna have a fill-in for Pat, but Alex is like, "There's no way we could possibly <laughs> replicate Pat's fun facts on our own." And I said, "I'm sure."
2: It's true. This is the only part of the show people listen to anyway, and then they just randomly vote for something. But, fun side fact, this week, because we missed a whole week, I have a lot of facts to choose from off my fact calendar, and these five facts are curated by the beautiful and wonderful Christy Maloney, my wife. And you might notice why she picked some of these facts. First. <laughs> my, my husband's a douche. <laughs> yeah, My brother-in-law sucks. Alright, first off. Avocados don't ripen in trees. They have to be plucked first.
0: Really? So they're never wiped on the tree? So what do they do? They sit there all day?
2: They just like really... like they, they have fingers and they like tap like they're just waiting. They're like, hmm. You
0: know what I say to avocados? More like avocado. No, they're not that good.
2: This is why people stop listening to this show.
0: Oh, here, here's <laughs> a question. Uh, is does a smash avocado guacamole... Well, do you have to add stuff to
2: it? I think you have to add stuff to it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Some people on this podcast think that a smash avocado is guacamole. Is it me? It's Mike.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't think that.
0: No, we had a whole argument at lunch one day about it.
1: What? Nope. I, don't, I don't remember exactly. I think you just twisted my words Wait, a little bit. Is this nope. whole
2: podcast a ruse to get Mike and Alex? Alex wanted to confront you, so we
1: started this podcast 40 episodes ago. Yep. so you can No, call you out. Uh, uh, I think it all originated because one time my father and I went to a Mexican restaurant and we ordered a side of guac and they basically just carried out a plate with a half an avocado on it and a spoon and said, yeah. here's your guac. That's not guacamole. No, it's not. And so basically they just wanted us to m- mix it up and make it ourselves. So, um, still that's not guac, but, um... And then they also charge us, like, $8 for that.
0: yeah' a the nice spoon they gave you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Harry, do all the work for us, and we'll charge you $8. They weren't even um, ripened. Mike had to actually pluck it from the tree first,
2: because that was I the original actually, fact. How yeah. do it they bite
0: right away, like, <laughs> as
1: soon as it...
2: If this I is your first time listening to the fact off, we do not have <laughs> follow-up facts.
1: <laughs> we don't have follow-up facts, and uh, I agree with Alex, avocados are not... Uh, that grade on their own. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. Number two. Champagne was once used as shoe polish.
0: I think I knew that. It used to be called shoe pain. <laughs> and then they changed it to champagne.
2: Boo. <laughs> That's not that bad. All right. Number three. Bulls can't see red. Is
0: that why they get so mad? Like with yeah. taunting them that they can't see it?
2: They can see that it's a color and they're like, I can't see that color. Then they right at you.
1: I love how you guys think that bulls can speak English or at least think in English but carry on.
2: No, this was like in a, uh, it was like an American bull that can speak English. Usually they speak Spanish. Everyone knows this. Oh, Alright, Arriba. Speaking of bulls, did you know that tomatoes have more genes than humans? Really? (laughs) You look like you're going to ask a follow-up just got
1: lost in thought.
0: The it's photo. a lot
1: to think about yeah am thinking yeah. about like i'm eating like a salsa that has more jeans than myself
2: it's true and when you pour tomatoes in your jeans
0: are they like a levi
1: goop or are they Boom! Boo. i uh, knew yeah, the stupid you... jeans joke would come out you, could, you left in too much breathing room you got to move on to the next one
2: <laughs> and for those of you listening at home this is edited down Alex was staring out in the sky for at least 10 minutes before he said that
1: yeah he had to really come up with a gene brand he's like Lees I don't know Lees isn't well recognized enough uh, anymore Yes,
0: I, I was trying to work in the word tomato
1: like, well try harder and then
2: last but not least this one's for you Alex did you know that Sonic the Hedgehog's full name is Ogilvy Maurice Hedgehog that's dumb. That's a dumb fact of the week. That that's the dumb fact of the week, Mr. Sonic Hedgehog yourself? Yes.
0: <laughs> I am Mr. Sonic Hedgehog.
2: Alright, Mike, what's the best fact of the week?
1: Uh probably the lighthouse one. I don't know. That was my victory fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy that you won and Alex didn't. That's all that's all that I know. Hot. I have a confession. My victory fact
2: is also from the calendar. When Mike told me right before the show that I'd won, I ran upstairs and grabbed another fact. <laughs> yeah. This was the alternate. I had so many facts, and the, and, the, and the best fact of the week was the alternate. Can you believe that?
0: Yep. Um, I like the champagne one.
2: No, you already said it was called shoe pain
0: Yeah. <laughs> People <laughs> laughed and laughed.
2: They had to the pause uh, of the podcast. <laughs>
0: Uh, right. Say, Pat, as part of your duties to Victor, you get to give the order which we give our facts.
2: Well, since I just talked for a long period of time, and my fact is admittedly not the best,
1: I will cede the floor to Mike. <laughs> I haven't gone first in a while, so I'm, I'm excited to get this started off right for once.
2: And I'm going to take notes while you're uh, talking, so that <laughs> we we can uh,
1: check the net. Uh, cut this out. <laughs> 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 yeah i know you're always doubtful about my facts but i'm gonna prove you wrong this time so this fact uh originates right here with a quick story um so i was just on vacation we were all on vacations we took like a week I, I went on vacation then pat went on vacation and alex was on vacation before us before me so we were all just you know on vacations um but when we're on vacation my wife started singing this tune, and I picked up real quick that something was awry with the song she was singing.
2: got to kill
1: my husband. Do, do. <laughs> they won't find the body. That <laughs> <laughs> the song? No, close. Uh, <laughs> this song was uh, Buffalo Bill, won't you come out tonight? Oh, yeah. Come out tonight. Come out tonight. That's a song that you
2: do murder someone while
1: humming. <laughs> yeah. But something just didn't sound right to me. Buffalo, Buffalo Bill, Buffalo Bill. I'm like, honey, um, <laughs> Buffalo Bill is a was the serial killer from Silence of the Lambs, or he. You could also be referring to Buffalo Bill from like the Wild West. You know, the guy that did the traveling production. Buffalo Bill's Wild West, yeah. where we get the idea of the Wild West from. You know,
0: to be fair, your wife is always dressing up like a cowboy, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm like you. I think you're a tad off on this song. This song is not about Buffalo Bill in the least bit. And she um, said,
2: "Okay, just don't tell anybody,
1: especially not the world." Well, I mean, it is kind of creepy to sing Buffalo Bill. <laughs> uh, like, well, maybe she does like cowboys. I don't. I don't know. I have to ask her. Is, um,
0: it, is it Buffalo Girls? I also heard that. No, version.
1: it's. Uh, I'm going to correct you right here now. Um, the song is Buffalo Gals. You're close won't you come out tonight come out tonight come out tonight and uh, this song is popularized by the classic movie it's a wonderful life oh. oh yeah and that's like a very uh like kind of a wholesome scene he's kind of wa- they're both like walking home after the the dance and um they're singing it to each other what is it you you're what the moon yeah, yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. You you know you get my drift. So it's kind of like a very wholesome scene. And so so the question actually popped into our heads. Like uh, my wife's like, if it's not Buffalo Bill, and it's <laughs> Buffalo Gals, then what the hell is a Buffalo Gal? It's a female buffalo. Everyone knows this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that would make sense if you like broke it down that literally. <laughs> It would make sense if I did that. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you actually really thought about it, uh, they are actually dancing girls from dive bars and brothels. Oh yeah, from Canal Street in Buffalo, New York. Oh, so okay. it's like a very wholesome song, sounding song. <laughs> it's a very wholesome scene, but the song is actually about like basically prostitutes dancing.
2: I'm always thinking about prostitutes and hoping that they come out tonight.
1: It's true. I mean, who wouldn't, right? Like that's that's the best thing to sing about, you know. Especially uh with your wife in the vehicle. <laughs> uh but to even put a little weirder spin on this because th- this song even has a little bit of a a more uh weird tinge to it. Explain so the song's original popularity actually sprung up from being performed in minstrel shows. Oh, yeah, that's not good. And uh, in case people at home don't know what a minstrel show is, these are shows that were uh, performed in blackface. Um, some, some some call them uh, blackface um, which is a weird name. But uh, basically, they were just like shows uh, that were supposed to be comedic and i'm putting comedic in quotes uh because now for the record there were air quotes just so (laughs) thank you and they were usually performed by white uh caucasian people uh with black black paint on their face um actually sometimes they were they were uh african-americans on stage too with black face on as well uh but it was Uh, typically to caricature caricature the singing and dancing of slaves. Yeah, it's just offensive. Yeah, Yeah, it's very offensive. uh, At the time, it probably was... I don't know. I I don't know how it was seen at the time. It was probably... um, I don't don't think it was good no matter how you slice it, but it was just kind of like the popular performance in the 1840s and 50s. Um,
0: Not a lot of entertainment during that time.
1: No, and, and uh, these performances would like perpetuate like negative stereotypes and that sort of thing. So it just wasn't a good thing, and that's kind of where the Buffalo Gals tune actually evolved from was these minstrel shows. Um, so you can go way back to like eighteen forty three and the original song uh, or one of the original songs, because there's not really an actual original original that you can. Is actually there more to it than to. just that line? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of lyrics. I am not gonna uh, there's like lots of variations us? of the song too. So like there's like uh, for instance, very uh, catchy. It's a, it's a catchy song. It's it's a fun song to sing. Um, but the one from 1843, the one that was first popularized, was called "Lovely Fan," L U B L Y. And I think he's trying to say "lovely," but he's saying "lovely" like. It's, it's like a fun way of saying lovely. Um, but it was basically a performed by Philadelphia minstrel John Hodges. And he was also nicknamed Cool White. Uh, but his song was about an African-American man meeting a lovely fanny uh, or lovely fan.
2: It was probably trying to make fun of, you know, he's uneducated or something. Can't speak right.
1: Yeah, I think it was something to do with like the way, uh, you know, people speak spoke back then yeah. um and in obviously exaggerating yeah like what you said they they'd like to point out like stuff like that um so negative stereotypes another one was called de no- den new york gals and it praised the beauty of new york girls and, and these are all uh, buffalo
2: these are all to the tune yeah
1: yeah these are all to the tune or like variations of it these are before buffalo girls gals whatever came out then there was a Philadelphia gals and that was in 1844 and that was attributed to George Willing. So, um, these sprung up all around the place and there was actually a troupe called the Ethiopian serenaders and they adapted to different towns as they traveled through the town. So they would kind of rename the song as they went through each town and kind of like attributed to this, the girls that lived in that town. Very creative. They just changed the city name at the beginning and
0: yeah, buffalo is a fun word to say. That's why I think it's stuck. Yeah,
1: it's and not also that many syllables.
2: was...
1: That's probably why it probably stuck. Um But th- this song, aspects of it can be traced all the way back to like Amer- the Amer- African-American tradition and it was kind of like improvised through the years. So it was kind of like a, a song that uh, African-Americans sang while they were in slavery. Um And then it was kind of picked up over the years and like... um popularized. So be, like, when
2: did it when did it change to buffalo bill? <laughs>
1: uh oh. last week. When, yeah, <laughs> when 2022. Sing it. Yeah, 2022. My wife has the new popular buffalo bill. Won't you kill me tonight? So I guess the point is to stop singing the song. Uh I mean, it's just kind of it doesn't really ruin it 100% but it it's kind of, like, puts a dark tinge to it, you know, like, uh, where before it was kind of, like, a very innocent scene and like, a beloved classic movie, and then when you actually dig down deep into, like, the history of this song and how it came about, it just kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth, I think.
2: Yeah, I guess uh, there are certain states in this country where uh, you're not supposed to dig deep and just go
1: (laughs) and figure out the history of things. So I guess there's... uh... (laughs) So, yeah, the moral of the story is if you like a movie and you enjoy a song from it, just just enjoy for what it is and don't dig too deep. Uh, don't, it, ask yeah. don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. If it's questions. a part of
2: American history, odds are if you dig deep enough, there's very racial undertones.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, my fact is called Buffalo Bill Comes Out Tonight. I like it. That was educational. Yeah, it, it was way more... <laughs> Information than I even thought I would dig up on this. I, I thought it was going to be like pretty straightforward, and I didn't even cover like I found this gigantic like probably twenty page like article written about like the origins of this song, and I'm like I'm I am like i i can not even you know barely touch touch. read this it all, at Mike. All. I got no but time. All right, yeah. all right, guys, you ready to go? I will start chapter one. Once upon a time. why well, you sound just like Alex.
0: Alright, who goes next, Pat? I'll go next, because
2: I'm hoping your fact uh, takes us home with a bang, because my fact... Yeah, make it more lighthearted, Pat.
1: You better have a lighthearted fact. My fact is... 40 people died.
2: You know when you're trying to find a fact, and you're just looking around the room, and you're just looking for inspiration? Well, my inspiration came from my phone. Ooh! Specifically where I type. And... Mike, I'm sure you're well aware. What do we call the uh, keyboard that we use? What's the typical Uh, QWERTY keyboard? The QWERTY keyboard. So my fact this week is all about our lovely QWERTY keyboard. Now, Mike, you are a tech person. Do you know the history of the QWERTY keyboard?
1: Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, QWERTY stands for like the first, uh, the top row where it spells Q-W-E-R-T-Y. And it just became like a popular one that we all just stuck with. But I'll let you, it's your fact. I'll let you go, but there's what I'll just say this. There's lots better ways to type, but we just won't do it because we're all just so used to typing this one way. So they say, but the world record is still held
2: on a QWERTY keyboard for most words per second. Anyway, um, I will give you the brief history of the QWERTY keyboard. And like Mike said, there there for a long time. There were competing ways of typing and originally type, uh, Typewriters. It was just an alphabetical order, right? Because everybody knows the alphabet. You're taught it as a kid, and they thought that it would be faster to type that way.
1: I mean, typing with alphabetical order would suck.
2: Yeah. Not
0: yeah, if you uh, type the word like cab,
2: yeah, or you could type your ABCs really fast, that's true. Um, so here's the thing: there was a uh, <laughs> there was a uh, urban legend that they took, they changed it from being alphabetical because they wanted to slow people down. Apparently, people were typing so fast because it was in alphabetical order that it kept the little whatever they're called, like the little, you know, you see the old typewriter, a little thing that flies up. It goes shh, shh, that has a letter yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. So they would get jammed because we would type so fast. So they apparently. Yeah, so like
1: uh, if you had two letters next to each other that you typed on a lot, then it would jam it up. So that's why they spaced it out a little bit. So that way the ones you typed weren't exactly right next to each other. Yeah. And
2: uh, so then there's some people think that they just picked some random order to like slow us down. Uh, apparently that's not true. And I, I will say
0: because th- typewriters were becoming sentient. Yes,
2: <laughs> we had to slow them down. They'll become sentient soon enough. But until then, um, kind of so-
1: like the uh, chess robot that broke that girl's finger.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what you get for trying to do a castle in the middle of the game. You I know, you can't it. do she that moved
0: too fast.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, first introduced by American inventor Christopher Latham scholes he patented his keyboard arrangement in 1868 with the help of Samuel W. Soule, James Densmore, and Carlos Gidden. Now, this typewriter that he patented in 1868 is far from the typewriter that we or the keyboard that we use now. It was uh, it had two rows, and it had 28 keys arranged alphabetically. On the top row, this is kind of cool. The top row had all the odd numbers, followed by N through the end of the alphabet, and then on the second row it was the even numbers and A through M. And they used that for a number of years, so they thought that would be fun. But
1: it, was probably, fun. Was. it for, probably was. It probably was fun. I think it was pretty
2: fun. Two rows. I type it's like numbers a,
1: all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I do like uh, the computer keyboards that have like it's like they're long enough to have their own little section of nine numbers.
1: I don't like the yeah, numbers at the top. I, I think it's kind of sad that a lot of laptops did away with the number pad. That's just I like kind of depressing. It's just Can so much space. Like,
0: like a USB port for it.
2: No. All right. So this wasn't efficient. <laughs> so he kept tinkering, and he moved from two rows to four rows. Uh, so he put the numbers up top. Uh, then he put the vowels and punctuation in the second row, and then the bottom uh, yeah. two rows were the uh, was still in alphabetical order, but not. Uh, Without the vowel. So it was like the third row was B, C, D, F, G, H. And then the bottom row, like it's hard to explain. So that's B to M is left to right. And then the next row down, the N starts under the M at the end, and then it works
1: backwards. So Z is all the way on the left. You're Which, listening all this these letters basically reminds me of Alex listening all these moons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but here's Yet the thing that fact still beat Mike's fact last week.
2: The thing I like about this fact is that if you guys could see what I'm looking at, like his, you see the evolution of where like how things ended up where they were, and like this is where the Z and the X are now at the bottom left of our keyboards was in like this take two. So in uh, 1873, Scholes and his investors they agreed to sell the production rights to a proto. Uh, they sold the prototype to gunmaker Remington. Have you ever heard of Remington? Yeah, They're very famous.
0: They had that keyboard gun.
2: <laughs> Shot letters uh, So following the civil war They branched out into appliance manufacturing So the Remington company made several modifications To the original keyboard Such as adding gunpowder uh, Some triggers uh, They also rearranged the keyboard again um, Just before This version went into production Choles changed the layout And now it was
1: a lot closer to the QWERTY keyboard It was easier to type out The word Remington
2: yeah, well, is there it? there are some um, theories that... You know how the longest word you can write on a keyboard in one line is? I actually said this in my Fast Facts. I uh, don't remember. It was typewriter. That's right. Oh, I remember yeah. that. So they do think that, you know, that's like, oh, they did it on purpose because they wanted to put typewriter in one line. That's just an urban legend. So again, he put like QWERTY in his like third version it was qwerty but the r was not there and where the r is if you look down at your keyboard or your phone was the period was r- where the r quick, was real quick
1: pat um what boring ass people are coming up with urban legends about keyboard layouts i'd like to meet these people like did they not have anything else going on in their life that they're like coming up with urban legends about keyboards
2: hey, you don't know how deep this goes because this fact that i'm telling you people this is even like a full fact people still debate all this stuff and this guy has patents for it All right. uh, Real quick, I'm almost done. So, um, it wasn't until the Remington Number Two—that's what they called Uh, this typewriter. It was created in 1878, and that was the typewriter that had the QWERTY order that we know. And the, you know, the reason the model number two sold so well is because it had Mike's favorite button on the keyboard. You know what it is?
1: The backspace.
2: The shift button. It was the first uh, typewriter that could type in caps and lowercase
1: at the Holy same bo-goly. time. Well, look at me! I'm I'm the idiot who thinks there was a backspace on paper. <laughs> yeah, come on, Mike. This is 1878. They weren't making mistakes back then.
2: Um, it sold. Just by throw it
1: all out <laughs> if you make a mistake.
2: Within two years, it sold 100,000 units. Uh, part of their their deal, with Remington was like, "Hey, we should teach people how to." Uh, you know, learn how to type. Oh, by the way, you, all your companies have to buy our typewriters. So it was like classic, like capitalist move. You know, get it out there. Yeah, so they one really... company
1: owns the rights to this one keyboard and layout and all that stuff.
2: And and this is the solidification of the QWERTY keyboard. So that was eight by eighteen ninety. They sold a hundred thousand in eighteen ninety three. The five largest typewriter manufacturers: Remington, Calligraph, Yost, Densmore, and Smith Premier merged to form the Union Typewriter Company. And they agreed that the qwerty would be used as the standard for keyboards, sealing the fate. Let it the be QWERTY known keyboard.
0: throughout the land.
2: Yeah, the five families got together and they said, "We're going to use this from now on." We're tired. It probably it was like uh, so they could uh, exchange parts and stuff and make things easier on themselves.
1: Yeah, and there's people who swear there's other methods that are a lot faster. Like some people are like, "Doverick, Doverick, it's all about Doverick." That the was
2: the one time? I didn't write it down, but I was uh, I was gonna I was just gonna allude to it. But that guy, it was like in the 30s or something, created his own typewriter, and people swear by it. What is um, it? Not his
1: own typewriter. His own. It's just, it's just order a of different letters. layout, Alex. Um, yeah, I guess supposedly the layouts uh, laid out in a way that you're typing on letters that you would most likely use. Um, like your fingers are on letter. Like because now if you're on the keyboard, uh, your fingers are uh, placed on. The A S D F, and then on the other side it's the L K J. So you're not really using J that often, and you're not really using uh, K that often. So your finger, your fingers are placed on letters you wouldn't always use. I read that much. a lot of Joker fanfics. Uh,
0: I would say the four letters I use the most to type are
2: F-U-C-K. F-U. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know you do it. Um, and then, last but not least, so that's my fact about the history of the QWERTY keyboard. But it is a disputed fact, so it might not even be a fact. So when you're thinking about voting for a fact, just know I'm throwing throwing this out there. This might not even be a real fact. It just he has all the patents; these are all patent. But uh, there was research done that says it wasn't this one inventor that kept evolving his method. It was actually um, done through uh, telegraph operators. They beta tested telegraph operators for years. Because they had to relay messages very quickly, and so they apparently over the years strategically placed letters uh, that were used together, um, and that's how we ended up with the QWERTY keyboard.
1: I, I kind of agree with what you're where you're coming from because if you own a patent on something and you want to make all this money, of course you're gonna the narrative is gonna be that you invented this and this is all yours. So like I almost kind of. In a way, don't always believe these big co- corporations that claim they have invented these these h- high profit items. See,
0: I think yeah. it, it would be easier not to like change the layout of the keyboard, but just get bit of the letters that no one likes.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in, <laughs> like <in> what, Alex? <laughs> modern times, it's a really easy just to download a new app or change the layout on your phone. So, like, it's one of those things where you can change these things quite easily now but like most of the time if you're buying a keyboard off of amazon.com or something like that it's going to be qwerty yeah i feel feel like 99.99 percent of the time it's qwerty i've never
2: seen well i mean if you're
1: i think some other countries have have adopted doverick uh but mostly in america it's qwerty Um, there's apparently a statue of the qwerty keyboard in russia
0: what you've got is the name of your fact qwerty is wordy
2: it is now (laughs)
0: I don't know what else What is the name of your fact Oh
2: QWERTY Yeah it's gonna be QWERTY is wordy No one's gonna vote for the funny name They're gonna vote for the hard hitting journalism That I just brought to the stage That's the second fact that I Deep in that keyboard The second fact I got halfway through it They're like this might not be true (laughs) Like well I already wrote down all this stuff
0: Hmm. Well my fact Is a great mystery we are recording this podcast in July. It's true. On July twenty fifth. What moon is it? Uh, we're still in like the full buck moon damage. Okay. Um we know what j- July twenty fifth of
2: July <laughs> <laughs> Do You know what July twenty fifth of July is? It is our brother's birthday. Let's give yeah. a shout out to Ian. He is one of our loyal listeners. Happy birthday, Ian.
0: He usually does text what it's usually somebody like, Mike's facts sucked, or your facts sucked, or Alex's fact was too long. That's usually his feedback.
1: Yeah. Um, how often did he take Mike's facts sucked? I gotta know. Uh,
0: how Every many episodes have we done? He 40? did it last
2: week, and we didn't even release an episode. He just... <laughs> he had them just auto-send. Uh, but it's Christmas in July, also.
0: So, when did oh, Christmas... Oh, it's Jesus' birthday. Yep. Jesus' half-birthday.
2: Oh, half Jesus' birthday. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's this cheese.
1: Boo. <laughs> <laughs> that's Wait, my are fact. You, are everybody. you like trying to allude to that Christmas in July thing?
0: Yeah. That's my fact. Where did it start? Lee, you get to it.
2: I was trying to get to
0: it. I derailed I...
1: him
2: with my shout out to Ian, which Alex is still not said happy birthday too. Yeah.
0: I talked to him on the phone today. Um Yeah, so my fact is Christmas in L- July, when did it start? The earliest it mention
2: You <laughs> well, always say it, but I've never seen anyone it. When did actually it really celebrate? like
0: become like a thing? Well the first mention of Christmas in July is from a French opera, Werther, in 19... 1892, when they have like a line, Christmas in July. I didn't read much about the opera, but suppose it's really sad where like the guy dies on Christmas. No. But when did people actually start celebrating Christmas in July? Never. Well, one time <laughs> in what you call it? one time in a place Mike, might I've heard of. I'm not sure if Pat's heard of it. Yellowstone National Park. Oh yeah,
1: for a jelly uh, stone.
0: <laughs> a group of uh, stranded travel coach people were driving. They got stranded. <laughs> a stagecoach. Sorry, I'm starting over. So, at Yellowstone National Park. A group was traveling by stagecoach and a freak summer blizzard hit. And they got um, held up in the Old Faithful Inn. And it was July, so like, they decided it was snowing. We're going to celebrate Christmas in July. Now, history can't pinpoint like it went if there was actually a blizzard at this time. But they said there's been freak snowstorms in the summer before. So maybe it happened. So but
1: maybe it <laughs>
2: these are my types of facts.
0: Um so in the 30s and 40s the workers at Yellowstone used to have what they would call savage days, which is not a very PC thing. Um be the like Native
1: Americans, but they had like a oh, big party and they the- got like drunk and like listened to like uh like rock yeah. and roll <laughs> and and gangster rap.
0: Yeah. So people would dress up as... Occasionally, people would set, dress up as Santa because they would have it on July 25th. So in 1951, they started to call it Christmas in July. And eventually, they moved it to August 25th for the end of the summer, like tourist season celebration. And the workers would give each other gifts and stuff like that.
2: Oh, it's nice. Wait, Christmas in July is in
1: August?
0: For Yellowstone, it is now. But people can't pinpoint when they start it.
1: There's so but many earthquakes there, I guess they're always, like, turned around. They're rattled. So, back
0: also in 1933 is, like, the actual first time somebody's like, oh, we're having Christmas in July. So, in North Carolina, a camp called Key- Keystone Camp, which is still around.
1: What's up with all these stone places? Yellowstone, Keystone Camp, like... Stones are- believe in Christmas. Yeah, people are stoned.
0: Yep. Um, the next Avengers movie I saw is the Infinity Stones in Christmas.
2: It's a Hallmark <laughs> c- crossover. I would love to watch that. <laughs> I'm gonna snap away the presents.
0: No, Thanos! You can't, you're gonna kill half this small town. <laughs> um, a lady by the name Miss Fanny Holt came up with the idea to have Christmas in July, and the kids made gifts for each other, and they hung out. Laundry bags and stockings, and they would put candy in it, and they decorated a Christmas tree, and they sang Christmas carols, and they've been doing it ever since this camp is still around. They're still having Christmas in July. So and this have, is parallel to the Yellowstone one. Yeah, this is
2: separate. It's just a
0: no one can no one can pin down like when the Christmas in July at Yellowstone started, and like they eventually took the name over Christmas in July in nineteen fifty one. So it seems like it kind of stemmed from here. Uh, And like it was like a big to-do, like people wrote about in the paper of this camp. The camp still does it, but now they have like a Halloween event during the year. They do, instead of an Easter egg hunt, they do a watermelon egg hunt. Wait, so
1: if you did Halloween, Mm -hmm. uh, it would be in Halloween in March?
0: I guess they just do it during the summer.
2: First off, I want to point out that July is not the half month of December.
0: Yeah, I know. But it sounds better than Christmas in June.
2: Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, They're also thinking like with July, there's like the dog days of summer and there's not much going on. You have like 4th of July to Labor Day. Really no other big things are going on. So it's like to give you something to do. Hmm. And they said it really caught on in 1940 with a little film called Christmas in July with Dick Powell and Ellen Jew, J- Drew about Old a guy Dick who, who thought he won, like, a radio contest to come up with the jingle for Maxwell House Coffee. But then he turns out he didn't win, but he always spent all the money he thought he
1: won. Didn't that he come movie up with sounds jingle? extremely dated. <laughs> <laughs> has radio, has people drinking, still drinking Maxwell House. Uh, what else I had jingles? People think jingles still exist. Yeah, that sounds like a, a movie of its time. Um, you love jingles, but then I it's do, just, i do actually love jingles. I think they need to come back.
0: I think Christmas and July just kind of stuck. A lot of a big thing is a lot of retailers started having sales in July
1: oh, to product,
0: especially when Amazon started like Prime Day was in July, a little bit earlier, but it was kind of like oh, Christmas and July. And QBC always had a big holiday sale during that time.
1: So know. I think it's kind of fallen off as of late. I don't really see many people bring it up much
0: anymore. No, it's more like the cyber deals. Um like some stations might play Christmas music and all during
2: the time, but um yeah. but yeah, it's kind of I guess this is the bad time for me to bring up that I got you guys presents. Yeah, presents of you shutting up. Ouch. I'll take it I'll back. Say.
1: All right. I'm a bit rude today in this show. I know. Uh, I apologize fact? for any rudeness I've, I've, I've given you guys today. And I want to give you both a presence of my gratitude.
2: Oh, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. It's a Christmas in
0: July miracle.
1: <laughs>
2: my um, gift is I'll vote for uh, I'll vote for each of you this week. Thank you, Pat.
0: Every time we get a vote, an angel gets his wings.
2: Got a little tear in my eye. <laughs>
0: uh, the name of my fact, actually, surprisingly, is Miracle on the Fact Off. Oh, well, There
2: Not you have it, quirky, folks. worthy. Wordy? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a good fact. That's a good title. There you have it. Uh, three facts for today. or Buffalo Bill come out tonight. Quarty Wordy. Quarty is Wordy. And Miracle on the Fact Off. Go to FactOffPodcast.com and vote for which one you think is the best uh like and review us on all your apple podcasts or spotify check us out on all the socials pat's off this summer so i will be posting more on there well guess uh, what guys
1: i did actually post on
2: our twitter yep i saw that Say
0: we didn't have an episode <laughs> just to let people know <laughs> uh, yeah, we,
2: we only so- post negative things on the <laughs> no you
0: stay up to date mike would have let you know and that you're not hitting refresh on your phone like where's the podcast where's the podcast so
2: but yep wait so if we took a week off could this officially be our season two of our fact off no we don't do seasons
1: <laughs> seasons are kind of like a lazy way of we, saying hey we we took a, a break we ran out of content and uh yeah we're not really invested in this i just want to like i rebooked the house that we stayed at
2: already today so this time next year we'll probably won't have another episode so
1: Wait, also, are you really going right back to the place you just were? Yeah. We loved it. We, uh, well, we you can record it, so. from there like we planned to originally. Well,
2: you guys kept pushing off because Sicky McGee over here.
1: <laughs> Don't blame me. I was ready to go every night. Uh, also, of the week.
0: when I go on vacation, I let you guys know ahead of time, like, hey, we need to record two episodes. Not after we've done recording, like, oh, I guess yeah. we should have done two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on vacation next week. All right. Enough babbling. But, yep, yeah, have a good night.